politicians are the virus. Yeah, man, maybe I am dumb. You think you're free? You think you're free just because you can't see the cage they keep you in? Fauci jerked off a pangolin, and now we all have COVID. It's us against them, guys. Get out there and spread that love and liberty. Let's go. Hello, my genderless, non-binary, woke friends. Welcome to The Dad Presents. Thank you so much for joining us today. Now, as you may or may not have heard or noticed or whatever, The Dad Presents has been permanently banned from Twitter. I have been a naughty, naughty boy, and those freaks at Twitter wanted to spank daddy. Sometimes daddy likes to get spanked. Sometimes daddy likes to do the spanking. But why? Why'd I get suspended? Did I threaten to kill someone on their app? Nope. Did I misgender a lady with a penis by calling that penis-having lady a he? No, I did no such thing. Did I spread true information, true misinformation that Hunter Biden was a crackhead who was getting paid millions of dollars by a Ukrainian oil company that wanted access to the big guy, Hunter's dad? No. Because if you spread true disinformation, you should be banned from Twitter. What kind of world would we be living in if we are allowed to say the truth just out loud whenever we want, if we were just allowed to blurt the truth? That would be a bad world. So no, I was not banned for any of those things. I was banned because I tweeted the naughty, naughty, naughty no-no word. I said, I works. The naughty, naughty, no-no word, the I word. Worse than the N-word, the I-word caught the dad a lifetime Twitter ban. I'm gone forever. So I'll start a new channel. Maybe I won't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I want to. Fuck those guys. Maybe I'll wait for Elon to save the company. I don't know. But for now, you will not find me anymore. But you can find me on YouTube. So please go there and go to youtube.com slash superbaddad. Follow the show. Get your butts off of Spotify. Stop just listening. Do your part to help support this show. Sign up on YouTube.com. Super bad dad. All right. Help me make those dollar bills before inflation makes dollar bills completely worthless. You know, last night we went out for dinner with my wife's family for somebody's birthday and just like a a regular old Italian restaurant, nothing fancy, not a fancy place, like a, a, a family restaurant, family Italian place did not even have drinks. Four of us, my wife, myself, my two kids, $300, $300 for freaking spaghetti and meatballs. I mean, money is almost worthless. So I'm trying to pile it up and convert that into Bitcoin. And we got a guest coming on about Bitcoin later on this week. But let's talk about Twitter. I'm sure you've heard that Elon has bought it. Um, I'm really stoked about this. He's promising to return this country, or at least Twitter, to be in a place that actually values the First Amendment and freedom and liberty and all that. And that seems like a good idea to me. And you would think that would seem like a good idea to everybody, like every American you think would value the concept of liberty and free speech. But no, they're not. The lefty authoritarians are freaking out because free speech actually terrifies them. They're actually terrified about the concept of free speech. Oh, I don't know. Someone might call me fat. That's literally assault. Or someone might say ivermectin works. That's killing grandma. Or what they're really worried about is that Donald Trump 
might get on the internet again and start tweeting mean things, which will literally kill everybody and end democracy. That's what they're really concerned about. The left, they don't like free speech. They used to, not anymore. What they believe in now is tyranny. And I just want to, before we do our interview, we got an interview today. Before we do that, I just want to play a couple quick clips to summarize how they feel about free speech because it's really terrifying. And then we'll move on to the interview, okay? Here's number one. If you own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you, you don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees, or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else. And the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine someone using a social media company to silence a story or ban a company. I can't even imagine that happening in America. I mean, that's some like third world shit that would happen in like, I don't know, Colombia or Peru, but not here in America. A rich person owning a media company and suppressing certain stories or kicking a politician off a platform because they don't like them. No, that wouldn't happen here in America. Could these people be any more self-unaware than that? I've honestly, I've, I've kind of considered myself in my life to be somewhat of a person lacking a little bit of self-awareness. I've not had the greatest self-awareness at all times. And it's sometimes why I don't love marijuana. Cause when I smoke marijuana, it's like holding up a, a mirror to my soul and it gives me better self-awareness. And I realize in those moments that, yeah, there's some like icky shit about me that I don't like to confront. Well, my self-awareness compared to these people, I got it in spades. Like they have literally no self-awareness. This man is literally talking about being afraid of the thing that they've done for the last five years. And he, he seems to have no idea of it. Or he's just a lying dickhead trying to fool everyone. I don't know. Check the second clip. Okay. This TV lady, Minka Brzezinski or whatever her name is. She says the part we all know, but that they aren't supposed to say out loud. She actually says it out loud for everybody to hear. He could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control right. uh, exactly what people think. And that if, is the that is our you, job. Yeah. If you look at the. That's right, you guys. We don't need free speech. Free speech. We don't need it. We'd all be better off if Mika Brzezinski was controlling our thoughts. Fuck it. Why not? I mean, she's, I mean, she's like, not bad to look at. She's a little old for my taste, but listen, ladies, shove a fist up my butt and control me like a puppet. Just get way up in there. Manipulate my brain. However you want. I'm down for it. Whatever. You're daddy for now on Mika. You're daddy. Let's do it. That's how they feel about free speech. They think they should be the ones manipulating the conversation. It's crazy. Now, one other thing I want to mention before we roll forward with the show, the Biden administration has just announced the creation of a disinformation governments board under the Department of Homeland Security. And my friends, you should be, you should be terrified. You should be terrified. This is horrific. Call your senators and demand they scrap this thing. A disinformation governments board. 
this is this is 1984. They want to start dictating what is true and what is not. The people who have been responsible for putting out all the disinformation in the last three years want to be the ones responsible for controlling what is allowable speech. You know, like after everything we've seen in the past couple of years, after all the disinformation put out, do we really want to give them the power to the Department of Homeland Security, which is there to protect us. It's a military operation to protect us from terrorism. Do we really want them showing up at our houses and arresting us for spreading disinformation? Like right now, right now, if I say ivermectin works, well, I'm going to get kicked off of Twitter. Happened. If I interview Dr. Pierre Corey, I'm going to get kicked off of YouTube. Happened. I got, I'm back. I'm back. But they kicked me off. That's why I got a new name now. We're a super bad dad. We used to be the dad presents. But if this goes through, if this, if the Department of Homeland Security gets this Department of Disinformation, well, instead of when I say Ivermectin works, getting kicked off of Twitter, well, I'll get kicked off of Twitter. Then they'll show up in my house with guns and arrest me. That's what'll happen. It won't just happen to me. It'll happen to all of you. It'll be 1984 where neighbors are reporting on each other for saying things they're not allowed to say, for wrong speak. Or was it wrong think in the book? I don't remember. Either way, it's coming. Like, this is a red line we cannot let them cross. All right? Twitter will ban you. Department of Homeland Security will show up at your house, shoot your dog in the face, piss in your silverware drawer, and arrest you. That's the future we're headed for. We cannot give them this power. Because guess what? Even if you like... Joe Biden and Mika Brzezinski and and you trust them to control truth and protect truth in this nation. Well, eventually Joe Biden is not going to be the one in power. What happens? You don't like Donald Trump. What happens when Donald Trump is back in power? You want him having a department of truth? Are you okay with that? This is too much power for the federal government. Anyway, guys, if you don't want creeps like Joe Biden and Mika Brzezinski controlling your speaking and thinking, then you need to head over to expressvpn.com slash the dad for three free months of an IP blocker. If you don't like it, you can cancel before month four and never pay a dime. You need this in your life. ExpressVPN blocks Google, blocks the government, blocks every company in the world from stealing your information and data and knowing what sites you frequent so that they can target you with ads or sell your tendencies to other companies or the NSA, wherever the hell wants it. So go to expressvpn.com slash dad and get yourself protected. All right, guys, let's get into the show. Oh, wait, wait, wait. One more thing. One more thing before we get into the show. One more thing I want to talk about. When you have a podcast, you have to run it through like an RSS feed. Um, and, and that RSS feed distributes it to all the apps like iTunes, Spotify, all that. What's an RSS feed? Honestly, I'm not really sure. I know I have one. I'm not really sure what it is, but that's not the point. The point is from my RSS provider, I can see certain statistics about the show and I can check on them from time to time. And I just did that. And what I saw really surprised me because in the last month or so, the show, excuse me, the show has been averaging north of a hundred plays per show in Ukraine. Now hundred's not a ton, but Ukraine, the show's not spoken in Ukrainian. That's odd. I mean, the dad's sexy in any language. Don't don't get it twisted. But 
why would Ukrainians listen to this? I'm not even like super pro-Ukrainian. It's not like Ukraine, rah, rah, I stand with Ukraine. That's not the kind of show we're doing, right? But what I've said consistency, consistently is that the United States should stop sending weapons over there to help kill more people. And instead, they should do something to negotiate peace because we're making life hell on the citizens of Ukraine. We should stop sending weapons. We should stop facilitating this war. We should stop encouraging the war. And we should do something to negotiate peace. And apparently, some people over there are listening and like that message. Apparently, a message of peace resonates. So our government keeps pushing the narrative that we need to support Ukraine and stand with Ukraine by sending weapons and possibly soldiers And Democrats keep telling us, you know, stand with Ukraine means supporting fighting back, but maybe standing with Ukraine means demanding our government negotiate peace instead of fueling a fire that's getting them all killed. I don't know. Maybe. Think about that. Let's get into the show. Okay, guys, today we got an awesome guest for you. But once again, I got to apologize. The audio on the interview, it's not perfect. It is perfect for my guest. His name is Clay Clark, and his audio is perfect because he's a freaking professional. However, on my end, less than perfect. Anyway, I will get that worked out by tomorrow because tomorrow we got another awesome guest. We have Alex Zavetsky, and he's a Bitcoin expert. He's going to blow you away. It's going to be a great conversation. I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. First, today we have Clay Clark. He's a business coach and an entrepreneur. He's the host of the Thrive Time podcast. He's the brainchild behind the Reopen America event. And he's part of the Reawaken America tour with General Flynn and a long list of other recognizable names that you guys will know, like Roger Stone and all kinds of people who I'm also going to be trying to get on the show. All right. So, Clay, thank you so much for joining us today. How you doing? I'm doing well, brother. I really do appreciate you carving out time to allow me to be here, and I hope that I can uh, drop at least 10 knowledge bombs in 25 minutes for your listeners out there. So, folks, grab a pen and a pad, take (laughs) notes, because I I promise I will cite all my sources. Okay, Clay. Now, I know you have a very successful tour. You got a successful show. But before today's show, honestly, I didn't know much about you. Your people reached out to me, and I'm glad to have you. I'm super, super psyched to talk to you. But I did a little research last night, and I was not surprised at all all over the internet to find scores and scores of articles calling your tour just nothing but a gathering of like QAnon conspiracy nuts and racists and sexists. You know how they do that whole thing. So rather than let the media define you and your tour, why don't you tell us what all of this is all about? Yeah, it's the Great Reawakening versus the Great Reset. And if anybody there uh, says, you know what, I don't want to buy anything from you, but you just want to download the book so you can read it yourself, you can just go to timetofreeamerica.com and you can download the book for free. It's called The Great Reset versus The Great Reawakening. I just put out the book this past week. But what's happening is that most people don't understand. There's a guy by the name of Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum. And he has a sidekick, kind of his right-hand guy by the name of Yuval Noah Harari. And Yuval Noah Harari and Klaus Schwab are openly implementing what they call the Great Reset. And so Yuval Noah Harari was asked during a New York Times interview, they said, what is COVID-19 all about? And this is what, this is what Yuval Noah Harari, the top advisor 
for Klaus Schwab. Okay, this is the guy praised by Obama, Gates, Zuckerberg, New York Times, Stanford. This is what he said when asked, what is the COVID-19 Great Reset all about? This is what he says. I think maybe in a couple of decades when people look back, the thing they will remember from the COVID crisis is this is the moment when everything went digital. And if this, is, this was the moment when every, everything became monitored, that we agreed to be surveyed all, all the time, not just in authoritarian machines, but even in democracies. And maybe most importantly at all, this was the moment when surveillance started going under the skin. Because really, we haven't seen anything yet. I, I think that the big process that's happening right now in the world is uh, hacking human beings, the ability to hack humans. He just said we, the ability to hack humans. He said it's all about putting surveillance under the skin. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, no. he just said their agenda out loud. All I'm doing is letting people hear it because the average person has no idea that COVID-19 stands for Certificate of Vaccination ID AI. Nobody seems to know that. And that's my job is to expose. There's the Great Reset versus the Great Reawakening. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Klaus Schwab. Um, I don't think most of my audience knows who this guy is. I don't think most people in general know who this guy is. If you look him up on the internet, this this dude is like a creepy villain from a Batman movie. He's got the costumes. He's got the accent. Evil, evil dude. And he wrote the book. I think it is uh, the 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 Great Reset. And he did this in the 70s. And it's a creepy plan. And you see it playing out today. But like I said, I don't think people are familiar. So before we go further in this interview, can you tell people about who Klaus Schwab is? Let me just give you a quick uh, history lesson for your listeners out there. The World Economic Forum was founded in 1971 by Klaus Schwab. And uh, Klaus Schwab, his uh, top advisor at the time that told him to start the World Economic Forum was Henry Kissinger. And Henry Kissinger was also the top advisor for Richard Nixon, President Nixon. So in 1971, we got off the gold standard. In 1971, we started the World Economic Forum, and in 1971, abortion began in America. 1971. So uh, in 1971, Klaus Schwab wrote a, pl- a book, and he wrote a plan, and he talks about it openly, that his he has a, a book, and he, what he wants to do is move to what he calls stakeholder capitalism. Now, I want to play just a brief clip, because Klaus Schwab is declaring that this year, right now, 2022, this is the year that the Fourth Industrial Revolution uh, which many call the Fourth Reich. Other might, others might call the Great Reset. Anytime you hear the Fourth Industrial Revolution, the Fourth Reich, you, anytime you hear that, the Great Reset, it's the same thing. So listen to what Klaus, how Klaus Schwab personally, how he describes COVID-19, the Great Reset. Here we go. With all the current issues on our agenda, we tend to forget that we are in the midst of the Fourth Industrial Revolution which accelerates global change in much more comprehensive and faster ways than the previous three revolutions. And you see, the difference of this first uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you. If you take a genetic editing, right. uh, just as an example, it's you who exactly. are changed. Yeah. And of yeah. course, this has a big impact yeah. on your identity. We need to realize that humans are now hackable animals. They keep referring to humans as hackable animals. He says the fourth industrial revolution, he says, the fourth industrial revolution. Is it so much about what you do for a living? Is it yeah, yeah, yeah. about changing you? 
if you take the Ginetta thing. That's what it's all about in his mind. I mean, it's unbelievable that that's their actual plan. Okay, so you mentioned implants under the skin for surveillance methods. Um, we had a guy on the show a few years ago by the name of Zoltan Istvan, and he was a self-proclaimed transhumanist. He was actually running for president of the United States as one. And to be perfectly honest, his ideas really grabbed me. I found them fascinating because what it seemed to me is is the inevitable melding of humanity and machine. Like we're going in that direction. There doesn't seem to be any stopping it. And if we do it in the right way, it doesn't necessarily seem like a bad thing. Like the machines can take over the failing body parts. Uh, You got a bad heart. A machine can replace that. Your brain starts to fail. You get a chip in there. Where it starts to get creepy is when you start thinking of who is in control of that chip in your brain. And it didn't necessarily creep me out until the past three years with the COVID lockdowns and when you see how these power-hungry monsters just completely abused their power and did everything they could to repress freedom, freedom of choice, and liberty. So now, when I think back to that interview and when I think back to the transhumanist movement, it creeps me out a lot more. This is what's crazy is the guy who invested in the most aggressive AI company in the world is Elon Musk. Okay. The company's called open AI and uh, it was started in 2015. And guess who they took a billion dollar investment from Bill Gates. Okay. So it's called open AI. Now listen to how you, this is the, the mother of Elon Musk's two most recent children. This is how she, her name is Grimes, how she describes what AI is truly all about, this transhumanist agenda. Listen to this. If you think about it, AI is actually the fastest path to communism. So if implemented correctly, AI could actually theoretically solve for abundance. Like we could totally get to a situation where nobody has to work. Everybody is provided for with a comfortable state of being, comfortable living. AI could automate all the farming, weed out systematic corruption, thereby bringing us to as close as possible to genuine equality. So basically everything that everybody loves about communism, but without the collective farm. Because let's be real, enforced farming is really not a vibe. Neural lace is sort of like, it's basically a neural link. Because mm-hmm. uh, life imitates art. It does indeed. It does indeed. So she wakes up and the opening scene is her memory has been uploaded by this neural lace when she's been killed. And uh, now she gets to choose a new body. And this AI um, is interfacing with her recorded memory in her neural lace um, and helping her and being like, hello, you're dead. But because you had a neural lace, your memory's uploaded. Do you want to choose a new body? And you're going to be born here in the culture and like start a new life. You, you could also save state. And save state? Save state, like save your brain state, like like a save game in a video game. Whoa. <laughs> like like if you want to swap from Windows 95. Well, to, hope, like yeah. you... <laughs> a little better than, than that, but yeah. I think we are Windows 95 right now. Yeah. My, from my, a future me. perspective, probably. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. They're openly just talking about it. The idea is to be able to download your brain, upload your brain to a cloud Okay, so thank you for those clips, and and I appreciate that you come to the show uh, with some clips, with some evidence of the things you're talking about, because you're talking about some things my audience has definitely never heard about before, at least I haven't heard about before, so I appreciate you presenting 
the actual evidence. But I want to I want to slow down for a minute. I want I want to dial it back and I want to ask this question. Regarding transhumanism, if you remove religion from it. Like I understand people who are religious think that only God uh, should be able to determine when someone lives, when someone dies. So if you if you take that out of it, is the ability to uh, prolong life or fix body parts that are wrong with machines is that necessarily still a bad thing? Why is it a terrible take thing? Religion out of it. Out of it. Oh, I think if you took religion out of it, let, no, let me uh, let me let me answer this. I don't do religion. So me personally, um, I read the Bible, which I believe to be the irrefutable word of God. I have a big problem with the vast majority of churches. So let me just be very clear. The Pope is personally pushing the transhumanism agenda. So if you're if you're if you follow the Pope, right, then you actually would be in favor of transhumanism because the Pope is pushing. So if you put religion into it and you were Catholic and you followed the Pope, the Pope is hosting a transhuman meeting of transhumanism meeting of the minds. If you took religion into it, T.D. Jakes, who is a self-identified Christian pastor, he's pushing the RNA modifying nanotechnology shots. So there are certain religious leaders that are pushing. You know, Rick Warren is a supposedly a Christian pastor. He's pushing the World Economic Forum agenda. So for me, it goes against what I believe to be the the irrefutable word of God known as the Bible. That's that's how I believe it. But in terms of religion, I think there's actually many people who are religious who are arguing for the transhumanism agenda. Now, if you took out my biblical views, and, and I'm yeah, not trying to ha- argue semantics, I'm, we're not arguing, I just want to make sure I'm clear there. Sure, um, sure. What's happening is if you listen to their agenda, they want to get rid of free will. So I'm going to listen. I'll play the clip. This is Yuval Noah Harari explaining this. And I think that anybody out there, whether you're pro-trans, you know, whether you're pro-Bible or not, you know, then so listen to this. This is uh, Yuval Noah Harari. Humans are now hackable animals. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. Free will, that's over. And I've got many, many other clips that and I think maybe you and I, maybe, maybe we agree. I think that's where maybe we and most people would agree that that's not a good move to give up free will. He also is no, uh, no, no, against, no. Uh, he's also against human rights. He openly states that. Yes. First of all, are you getting feedback from me? Uh, I'm getting a little bit of feedback uh, there, so I, I kind of... Okay, that stuff was creepy. That was creepy. Um, no human on Earth should be comfortable with the idea of losing their free will, losing their freedom, losing their ability to choose. And you definitely, nobody after the last three years can possibly feel comfortable with the leaders of their government making decisions on their behalf about their liberty and what they can and cannot do. Correct. And I'll just say this, uh, Charles, and if you're listening right now uh, and you go to time to freeamerica.com forward slash revelation, I have all of the patents that I'm referencing on today's show, all the audio clips, everything is archived there at time to freeamerica.com forward slash revelation. But I wanted to play this clip. You can find at time to freeamerica.com forward slash revelation. Charles Lieber is a scientist funded by Bill Gates and Jeffrey Epstein, Charles Lieber. And he invented the uh, RNA-modifying nanotechnology that goes inside your body via syringe. 
And when this RNA modifying nanotechnology is in your body, via 5G, they can remotely control you. <laughs> so I want people to listen to this. This was Fox News reporting on the 23rd. Uh, this is December 23rd. Fox News reported de December 23rd, 2021. Listen to this sound clip. It's absolutely just mind-rocking. Here we go. U.S. intelligence shows China is using advanced technologies like gene editing and brain control weapons to advance its military and to crush dissent. That's a little bit terrifying. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's right there. And also, for because for, I encourage your listeners uh, to do your own research on this. I just put this video out today on uh, Rumble.com, um, and you guys can find it. But Dr. Charles Morgan, everybody needs to look up Dr. Charles Morgan on YouTube. Okay, and he openly states how humans can be controlled remotely via RNA modifying nanotechnology in shots. Who, who is Dr. Charles Morgan? Dr. Charles Morgan uh, is, a, and again, I'm just going to pull it up here. This is, um, let me give you the, the is it, it, again, I just, I try to cite everything I say almost to a, a fault. So you'll have to bear with me here. But Charles Morgan is a uh, kind of a leader in the world of uh, neurobiology uh, with uh, firsthand knowledge of DARPA, of, of CRISPR. Um, let me pull this up real quick here. Let me hit this request here one second. So, what I would like to talk to you a little bit about today is let me back, something. Let me pull this out real quick here. I want to read you his actual title here. But again, I mean, these are you can watch their lectures online where they just state this here. He was a former member of the Central Intelligence Agency. Um, but but more importantly, the, the patents that he references can easily be found at time to free America.com forward slash revelation. They're archived there. It's wild. Well, yeah, there's, yeah, no, yeah, there's, no, there's no, no doubt that the CIA and the government has been working on something like this for, for decades, yeah, going back to the 40s, really, has been working, working, working on things like this. And these, these kind of documents are classified, and you can read about this right out, right out. But they don't even hide it. It just seems so far-fetched. And the corporate media reports on none of these things. So it's really hard to wrap your mind around these things, especially when there's a guy like you who's kind of dumping it all at once. It's just like, whoa. Oh, yeah. What is this? You know? You know? Um, well, so, so, what do you think? Do you think all of this, all of this is like, like. All right. So, I listened to a couple of your shows last night to get familiar. And man, you throw you throw a lot out there. There's a lot of players. There's a lot of names. There's a lot of information. Everything you said in your shows, I I researched it to make sure like you were saying things that were factual. And you are like, you're not making things up. You're throwing a lot of opinion in, but the facts you're throwing out there are true. Now there's a lot, it can be overwhelming. You can go down a wormhole with this and never recover. What, what I want to know, like in, in all your research and, and everything you've come up with, like, why are they doing this? What is the big plan? Well, this is something that I'm going to share with you and I would encourage, and this is the power of free will. I want you and all your listeners tonight, it's your show, reject Everything I say on today's show, if it cannot be supported by facts, okay. So I'm going to say I'm going to cite um, ten things in a row, okay. All okay. of which you probably want to pause and play back later. And I'm going to cite and I'm going to so I'm going to ask ten questions, rapid fire. Here we go. So question number one: Why is Congress working on legislation called HR six 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 six? That's four sixes. Is that is actually, actually happening? happening? Yeah. So okay. you look it up right now, HR, and it's not going to go. Yeah, that's HR 666. There's three sixes. Oh, six, oh, six. Okay. Wow. Now check wow. this out. 
Congress is also working on legislation called H.R. 6666. So I, my point, two questions rhetorically here. Why is Congress, I mean, you could, there's a lot of numbers you could choose, you know, it's sure, 127, sure. R2D2. You think you would say, would say 6666. Just where it's at. Yeah, okay. So that's question number two. Question number three is why did the Google Chrome logo change to be 666? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Why does Bill Gates have a patent with a publication number W O two zero two zero zero six zero six zero six, thus making it possible for no person to buy or sell without that technology in your body? CERN, CERN, uh, they invented the internet in nineteen eighty nine, and whenever you come up with something, people people kind of we have to like re we have to unlearn sometimes some of the things we learned in our education system. Okay, but somebody at some point had to come up with uh, the, the you know. This marker, and they had to say, I'm going to call this the Expo marker. Somebody had to name this at some point, okay? Somebody had to name this Sharpie. Someone had to name this Dayquil. I mean, somebody had somebody had to name these things, okay? Yeah, somebody had yeah, to name yeah. So they chose to name it WWW. And in Hebrew, W is six. So no, the World Wide Web is 666. And CERN then chose the logo 666. Why? Why is the CERN logo 666? And so you start to ask yourself, what is their obsession with six? I mean, I mean, either there's either something there or there's a, a massive, massive giant, giant coincidence. coincidence which right. Which yeah. So if you open your Bible, there, you're talking about things that have developed, developed over, over 40, 40, 50 years now. Like, like, yes. Is there some, is kind, some kind, of, kind of conspiracy over 50 years that would span generations? Right. So in 1971, Klaus Schwab started the World Economic Forum, and he openly began writing about his plan to implement this year. In the year 2022. Now, this is what's wild, okay? I am new. Wait, 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 wait. When, he, when he was writing about FEMA, he specifically mentioned in the past, in the past year 2022. Uh, yes, uh, let me uh, give this so that because you're asking me a great question. This is awesome. So, Klaus Schwab, I love, by the way, these great questions. Did I lose you? Nope, nope. Okay. For some reason, my power lost. So, I can, I can, so you can hear me. That's great. So, in 1971, Klaus Schwab started the World Economic Forum. And when he started the World Economic Forum, um, he started with a purpose. You know, he's a very intentional guy. And so he was asked, you know, what was the purpose of the World Economic Forum? Why did you start this? I'm trying to get this clip pulled up here. But he said he started the World Economic Forum in 1971, and he wrote a book about shareholder uh, capitalism, where essentially there's nobody who actually owns anything. Uh, that, that's that's the, the summary. I, 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 I encourage people. To read the book here, I'm restarting the no, screen. I've, I've, I've not read the book, but I know you've come out and scanned it. Yeah, got the your notes. Okay, it's clarifying. There's a there's a book that kind of goes with it. There's a book that goes with it, and I know I'm throwing a lot out there. It's called The Great Narrative. And this book here, The Great Narrative, this book came out, and this book is written by Klaus Schwab, and it's discussing implementing the use of the CRISPR gene editing technology. Right. I'm also the CRISPR. I've been for 20 years. So the CRISPR, and again, at time to freeamerica.com forward slash revelation, I try to cite every word I say. So, folks, please look this up tonight. Wrestle with this tonight, okay? So they began research. The NIH began research in 2008 to figure out how to block out what they call the God gene or the VMAT2 gene. And that's what the CRISPR gene editing technology does if delivered via mRNA. So you've all know Harari is the top advisor for Klaus Schwab. Someone says, Clay, you are obsessed with talking about God. This guy's obsessed with getting rid of God. So on his website, he updated his mission statement. You've all know a Harari to read. I'm reading it to you. It says, 
History began when humans invented gods and will end when humans become gods. So, and then I want to go back to that 1971 thing because I feel like I owe your listeners an actual uh, quotation, but my computer's not cooperating, so we'll go with it. But anyway, 1971, that's the year that Klaus Schwab, um, let me see if I can find it here. This is when he, oh, here we go, got it. Ha ha, let me play it for you. This is Klaus Schwab. Hello and welcome. It started out as a simple idea in 1971 in the Swiss Alps, bring together the most influential people in business, politics, culture, and the media to create real economic change. Well, now the German businessman and philanthropist behind that idea plays host to world leaders and more than 2,000 top delegates at his annual meetings in Davos. And in 2004, Schwab created the Forum of Young Global Leaders to bring together hundreds of people under 40 from all walks of life who have demonstrated their commitment to improving the state of the world. It dates back to 1971. At that time, I was a young professor, and in my youth, I had been very And he much keeps talking about the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Now, just for yeah. people out there that don't know, Klaus Schwab's father was personally recognized by Adolf Hitler as being one of the most uh, efficient businessmen of his time. Wow. wow. So Klaus Schwab has, if you go to timetofreeamerica.com and you click on the button that says the truth about Klaus Schwab, you can see all this. And it's just really disturbing. Uh, If if, if I was, this is, and he was born in Ravensburg, Germany in 1938. And his father, again, was praised by Adolf Hitler for being an efficient. I'm just giving you enough to Google it, duck, duck, go it, research it. But, I mean, this is very, very disturbing. Yeah, you can't yeah, be trusting trust anybody who got the, the, the green thumb from uh, Adolf Hitler. That's, 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 that's a no-no right, no right there. You mentioned that he's, he's, he's trying to trying block out the God gene. Check that up. I've not heard that before. What is the God gene? It's called the VMAT2 gene. And this is the gene that uh, when they put electrodes on the human head. So let me give you an example. Uh, we're doing our show right now, and I had no idea what you were going to ask me. And what's really cool about your show, and I mean this sincerely, I have no idea what you're going to ask me. And this is so important, okay, because I have been on a lot of mainstream media. That's why I like being on shows like yours, where they tell you going into oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Clay, we're going to ask you this, and then you're going to say this. It's called a pre-interview. Right, and then we're going to ask you this, and if you could kind of laugh, we'll do this. And I'm, no, I'm not kidding. And they do makeup. That's the last mainstream media interview I did that had that prep like that was Bloomberg years ago, and it's just, it, it, I don't think that it's helped. I don't think anybody enjoys it or learns from it. Well, so it's not real. Real. yeah, it's not real. So people are just discovering it's not real. So you've all know Harari. He's talking about how we got to connect humans directly, their brains. So I'm just going to play the audio. This is you've all know Harari. Here you go. We need to realize that humans are now hackable animals. You can hack them. And if you just leave the basically 18th century system or 19th century system that we've inherited without major changes, the result will be an emotional puppet show. And whatever replaces us, it will be different from us much more than we are different from Neanderthals. Ah. We are still very much like Neanderthals. There are still there are tiny differences. But if you look at our bodies, at our brains, at our basic emotional abilities, at our social relations, we are still apes. 
we are still very similar to Neanderthals, to chimpanzees, and all our, the rest of our cousins. But whatever replaces Homo sapiens, when we really master the new abilities of uh, re-engineering life, either on an on a organic basis, with genetic engineering and things like that, or on an inorganic basis, right. whatever replaces us, it will be much, much more different. Uh, so that's, you know, he's talking about this, replacing Homo sapiens with another sure. race. Uh, he talks about connecting your brains to computers. It's, it is just absolutely awful from my perspective. For, for just a moment, let's forget about the people at the World Economic Forum and Bill Gates and whether or not they're good people or bad people with good intent or bad intent. And let's just talk for a second about technology. Technology has been advancing since the, the dawn of man. And in the last hundred years, it's advanced at an incredible rate. And then since the invention of the internet, it's exponentially improved and it's going to continue to do that. So it seems like a melding between homo sapiens and machines is almost inevitable. Like everybody today, we're, we're already melded with machines in a way. We're all walking around with cell phones. We're all we're dependent on those phones. We're, we're on the internet. We're texting. We're Snapchatting pictures to each other. Teenagers, kids, kids 20 and under, they don't know any other life. They've been raised by the internet in a lot of ways. So my question is, let's, let's say that these people do have bad intentions like you say they do. And like, I do believe they do have bad intentions. Is there any stopping the inevitable melding between humans and machines? Is there any stopping it regardless? Well, I believe this is what, to me, two years ago. So I'm just going two years ago. Okay. Because listen, I went to um, Oral Roberts. I went to St. I went to St. Cloud State University. I went to Oklahoma State University. I went to Oral Roberts University. And ORU is a Christian college. Everyone was very nice. And there was no rapes on campus. So I thought, well, this is crazy. I've been to three colleges. This is the one college. There's no rapes. Everyone's really nice. Not perfect. Nice. But I saw a lot of what I'd call fake pastors. There's a lot of great pastors too, but I saw a lot of fake. I saw a lot of, you know, and any, anything, by the way, by the way, folks, if you're frustrated with hypocrisy, just mm -hmm. look in the mirror and you'll get more frustrated because we're all hypocrites in some way. We all say things that we don't, that we don't mean or do things that aren't, you know, we, we all make mistakes. Okay. Well, no one's perfect, but as the COVID-19 started showing up, I started reading through the Bible and I was going, everything that is happening now, was prophesied then by a dude by the name of John who's on the island of Patmos at the time of writing it. So either A, Team Evil is reading Revelation and they're like, aha, we shall implement their plan. Or he was a good guesser. That's sort of how, you know, or that's so to me, I would just say that I don't think there's anything that we can do to stop it. And so the purpose of the Great Reawakening for me, the, the, the tour, and I, I just encourage everybody, you can download my book for free and then you can decide if it's worth buying or something, you know, but it's called The Great Reset versus The Great Reawakening. And you say, why are you, I mean, we have Dr. Zelenko on the tour who's Jewish, Simone Gold who's Jewish, Patrick Byrne who's atheist, uh, General Flynn who's Catholic. We've got uh, Rashid Buttar who's uh, Muslim. I mean, I can go on and on listing off all the different faiths and you're going, what is the thing that ties you guys together. What is it? All of us love free will. 
So it's free will versus control. And we're doing these events and we let people name their price. And so people don't, they don't get it because they go, there's another event coming up where I saw it's like $3,000 a seat. How come your event, you can name your price. I literally am trying to wake people up to the realities of going, what's going on. Cause I believe you and I have to pick a side. The other team is already committed to what they're going to do. And I'm just asking the listeners out there to commit to what they're going to do. Now, this is a little bit disturbing, but I'm just going to give people facts. Inside the COVID-19 vaccines, there is a thing called a lipid nanoparticle, which you can learn, read about. You can see the patents by going to timetofreeamerica.com forward slash revelation. And a lipid nanoparticle can be used to deliver a, a, a pathogen. That's how that works, okay? And for anybody out there that, that doesn't know what I'm talking about, uh, Dr. Malone is the guy who takes credit for having been the inventor of the uh, mRNA technology. Now, somebody out there says, that's crap. Somebody else invented it. See, I'm not going to, I just can say he takes credit for being the inventor of it. And he did an interview recently, and this is what he, how he describes this mRNA modifying nanotechnology delivered via a lipo nanoparticle. Here we go. There's a report from a joint report from the government of the UK and Germany about transhumanism. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you know, this is one of the agendas of the World Economic Forum. That's yeah. not hidden. It's not a conspiracy. Transhumanism. And, and they talk about the RNA vaccines as an entry point, uh, oh, kind of opening that space. Uh, so that's, you know, he's explaining this. So you put the RNA modified. And everybody that's, that's, that's Dr. Robert Ramon. That's the guy everybody that's heard on, on Joe Rogan's podcast. That's the guy who, who, who had a lot, had a lot to do with developing those vaccines. vaccines. So and a guy who I don't agree with his I don't agree with his technology. And he and he, I, I believe he'll be speaking at our event in July mm-hmm. in Virginia Beach. And uh, to me, a lot of what he says when he speaks seems to be like he's repentant for having created the technology. I don't, I don't know. I've never spoken to him directly yet. But I can say this is that the 5G technology, OK, that was created by Charles Lieber that you can read at time to free forward slash revelation. That technology, it allows the human body when it receives the signal, the, the lipid nanoparticles will re- then release a pathogen when they get a 18 gigahertz signal from a 5G tower. So when a lipid nanoparticle bursts and delivers a payload of a pathogen, what does that do to the human body? So Pfizer began putting out, uh, again, we know this Pfizer has been fighting very hard to not have the documentation released about the side effects related to the COVID-19 vaccines. But one of the side effects is a thing called 1P36 deletion syndrome 1p36 deletion syndrome and the some of the most noticeable side effects or reactions if you were if you were to have 1p36 deletion this is some of the common things you would see structural abnormalities to the brain uncontrollable seizures and this is what it keeps going um swallowing difficulties uh and then you would begin biting, biting. It's it's crazy. And previous to COVID nineteen, one P three six deletion syndrome was caused by a genetic disorder, is what we were told. Now they're seeing it. People that have previously been fine, been healthy, now they take this and they have these problems, which include temper tantrums, biting themselves, 
and the there's been a lot of that. I mean, we've seen a lot of that for sure. There's been a lot. I've talked to a lot of doctors. I've been on our show. We've seen a lot of these kinds of side effects. It's really kind of mind-blowing, scary. The amount of side effects that come out from these vaccines, right? And what you just rattled off sounds a lot of it. You know, I stay away now from the term conspiracy theory. It's a tainted term. It was invented by the CIA. And it's a term that's used to discredit people when they're on the scent. So I don't call anything a conspiracy theory anymore, and I'm open to all ideas. That said, you're going through, you're going down some wormholes that I'm not familiar with that are very dark and very scary. And some people go into those wormholes and they never emerge again. I'm not saying the things you are saying are not true. I don't know. I know that the things I've researched about you have turned out to be factual. Okay. And here's what I know about science. You, you, you mentioned CRISPR. I know CRISPR exists. I can buy stock in it. I own stock in it. And I know that it gives, what they are trying to do is give humanity the ability to manipulate genes to fight off disease or whatever else, whatever other reason you want to manipulate genetics. On a very rudimentary level, I understand that mRNA technology allows doctors to get your mRNA producing things within your body. And on an even more rudimentary level, I understand that 5G allows for the delivery of certain signals through space in ways we've not had before. So the technology for the things you are suggesting does exist. On that alone, these are things that people should not dismiss just because the New York Times or CNN tells them that they are ludicrous conspiracy theories. What I like about you, and I not that you're looking for fishing for a compliment for me, I'm just saying I like that you are asking me questions that I was not previously sent, and hopefully my uh, knowledge of what I'm talking about, or lack thereof, is obvious, and hopefully your listeners today walk away with facts that they can research and resources to go to. And the reason why I obsessively mentioned the domain for the website is people always tell me, gosh, I was driving and I, I didn't remember it. So I've tried to organize it all there in one place. And then I put the ebook out because some people learn that it helps them to have a book. They can, you know, some people uh, are in a tight budget. Some people want to buy a physical book. We have that too. Some people like to go to a conference. Some people like to, so my, my, my goal is I feel like I'm kind of Paul revering. I don't think the average person has any idea. I mean, this is this is just my belief, no, no. having done thousands of in, literally thousands of interviews and met at this point, you know, maybe 100,000 people this year. I've shaken their hand or talked to them, whatever is I don't think most people have any idea that the World Economic Forum exists. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I think you're right. Maybe it's like 95 out of 100 people have no idea what that is. It's yeah, true. Yeah. I think maybe the average person does not know who Klaus Schwab is. No. And three, I think the average person doesn't know what the Great Reset is. So those are kind of like my big. Three, yeah, yes, and you yes, know, you yes, can yes. find. I mean, Klaus Schwab openly describes it's an elite group of six hundred people. I mean, yeah, yeah. again, and, with the number. Here, here's the thing: this, this podcast, like we're, we're on YouTube, YouTube or wherever. I will not put this one on YouTube because I know they will immediately take it down. And that, and right, that there right there makes me want to listen to because I do not understand why these monsters are so focused on controlling certain narratives. There are certain things that will immediately get you canceled from public discourse, and that makes me not trust you. So when I when I know a guy like Clay is coming on the show. 
show, and I can't put that on YouTube because he's going to get canceled. Well, that's, you know what? I want to hear that, hear that, because he has something to say that threat is them, and I don't hate them, and I don't trust them. I want to go back to something where they run out of time, and I want to send people to where they can get more about this. From what I gather, you basically think, when I asked you, what is your base plan? And you think that this is revelation. This is your theory, correct me if I'm wrong. This is revelation playing out in real time. And yes, Matt, you're correct. There's no stopping. It seems like there's no stopping the origin of technology in humanity. And you say, yeah, there's really no stopping. So so what is you said your goal is to raise awareness. Well, well. Okay, great. Okay, great. Raise awareness for what we're about. Right. There's, There's no stopping. What are we trying to accomplish? I believe in a literal rapture. So you're trying. You're trying. You, you want. You want people to save themselves. You want. You want. You want to bring people. Bring people to God. To God. Yes. Okay. I would like for people to have a uh, life-changing relationship with Christ, knowing that everybody out there is not a mistake, not random. That God created you uh, for such a time as this. I do believe that. And I believe that if you're right with God, that when you see the great and terrible day of the Lord, that you will be saved from the tragedy you'll see take place on the earth as prophesied in the book of Revelation. And I'm a literal believer uh, of the Bible. And I'll just leave people with one little verse uh, that I think is kind of a – the Bible, the way the Bible is written, okay, is, is, is Ephesians is a book written by a guy by the name of Paul. And the story goes like this. Paul was basically a really, really bad dude who used to feed Christians to lions. So you're like, you know, imagine that my, my bio was on tonight's show. We're interviewing a man who used to feed Christians to lions. I mean, that's wow. What a what a bio. So Paul, the story goes, he gets blinded by the light. He sees Christ. Huh. All of a sudden, he changes his name from Saul to Paul. He writes 13 books of the Bible. And they say, stop writing books of the Bible. So they beat him 39 times. You know, and then on five separate occasions, they beat him 39 times, which is like the max you could be beaten. Uh, then he's in prison. And from prison, he writes this. So he's pretty convinced of his argument. He says, uh, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, the hope of his calling, and what are the riches of the glory of, of the inheritance and the saints. I don't believe there's any, me personally, any hope outside of a relationship with Christ. Now, somebody out there might disagree. It's fine. But I'm just telling you this year, I have personally met with lieutenant governors, governors, senators, attorney generals. And every time I meet these people, I'm not trying to depress somebody. I'm just telling you every time they go, well, Clay, do you have the facts? I go, yeah. And I show up. I'm like, listen, guys, this is their actual book. And I flip to the page and I'm like, this is where they tell you. I show them the patents. Every time. And they're like, well, what are we going to do? I'm like, you, this is early on. This is January of 2020. This is March of 2020. I say, listen, you, you're the governor. Go on TV and say, the models are false. That said the 2.2 million Americans would die. The PCR tests are falsely calibrated to inflate the number of cases. COVID-19 is 100% treatable using budesonide, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. Say that. Save lives, man. Come on. Yeah, 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 and they're yeah. like, well, it's just too political right now, Clay. It's an election year coming up here. Yeah, call yeah. It. Total cowards. And the, but, it, it, but beyond being cowards, this is what's crazy. They're bought. They have what I would call shinigami eyes. Now, for anybody that doesn't know what shinigami eyes are, shinigami eyes is the newest song written by Grimes. That's Elon Musk's girlfriend. But shinigami eyes are the eyes that the oriental mystics believe that you have eyes where they're black. 
where once you've given your soul over to the devil, you literally have black eyes and you've sold your soul for a bounty on the earth. And I'm not exaggerating, and I say this to the end of the interview, but I've looked into the eyes of many of the leaders. And on multiple occasions, I've told my wife, these people have a black eye, like their eyes are black. And when you're talking to them, it's like they're talking through you. And it's like they don't actually have any remorse for the things they're doing. And then I saw Jack Dorsey do an interview, not in person. These are people I met in person. I watched Jack Dorsey of Twitter do an interview, and I watched Zuckerberg, and it's the same Shinigami eyes. And so there's a song called We Appreciate Power that was put out by Grimes, Elon Musk's girlfriend, where she explains the COVID-19 narrative in 2018. And the new song she put out called Shinigami Eyes is about assimilating everybody into the singularity, a.k.a. AI. It is absolutely troubling. So uh, I think a lot of these people can't be saved because they have Shinigami Eyes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, what you're saying saying, is both a a terrifying and hopeless message, but also a hopeful one. (laughs) Getting both that from you. And, you know, I've understood understood the whole life. My whole life, I've been very interested in the singularity, and I've always viewed it, you know, going 20 years back, as being something to look forward to, like a beautiful thing. The closer we get, and more these people are exposed, it becomes very, very terrifying. I love the fact that you actually, you're the first person I've talked to, ever who's told me that singularity to you you've looked into it and it seemed like a beautiful thing I, i've never heard that and i love also the your objectiveness to looking at the facts and seeing what it is and, and again i i just would say this for anybody out here the beauty of free will okay is we might leave tonight after the dad presents show and the, you might leave and go clay clark is terrible i don't like that guy you gotta like his tie. I don't like how he tells me terrible things and then laughs about it. I don't like how fast he talks. I don't. Someone else goes, Oh, I love it. I love it. I, and at the conference, this is what's funny. People will come up to me at the tour. It's so funny. Cause I, it's, they'll come up. I try to greet every single person at six in the morning when they get there. And there'll be like 4,000 people in a line. I'll probably greet 2,000 of them. And some people come up to me and they go, You're bigger than I thought you would be. <laughs> and I go bigger. They go, your face, it's bigger. Are you okay? Some will go, you're skinnier than I thought. Are you eating? Are you okay? Some will go, I, why do you talk so fast on shows? I do not like that. Some people say, I love how fast you talk. It's awesome. Some people will say to me, I don't, I don't think, I don't appreciate you thinking this is funny, the COVID. It's not funny, okay? And I'm going, everyone's, but then some people, some people say, I love that. I love the fact that you think this is funny. You are like a comedian of COVID. You're the COVID comedian. So everyone's got their own thing. Just like everyone has their own flavor of ice cream. And I just happen to be at the tip of the spear. And I would say some people don't like me and some people do. But regardless of what you think about me, it's about the message and getting this information out there. And I I hope that I have uh, presented facts tonight that you probably won't hear other places. You have have, and you have. have, And and people, no matter matter what, 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 voices like yours, like any voices, should not be silenced. People should hear all of the information. You definitely have your facts straight. There's no doubt about that. You have some facts. You've got your facts straight. And I will go after the show and look this stuff up. You have your facts straight. People should hear this stuff. They should be allowed to hear it on YouTube or whatever. Make up their own mind. And and the fact that information is being controlled is the beginning of the downfall of society, in my opinion. 
Uh, you break, you break the messages that's laying out there. I appreciate, I appreciate it. Where can people find out more? Give them, give them all your Yeah, well, I'd just say one is the three calls to action tonight. One, if you want to download a book, you know, it just, I mean, I had a lady the other day, she called me and she says, I got the book. I read the whole thing one night. She says, mind blown. So you can download it for free, uh, time to freeamerica.com. The book's called The Great Reset. I can't buy it on Amazon, by the way. My book, uh, Fear Unmasked, the first book, uh, to my knowledge, my, my literary agent represents you know Tim Tebow and myself. She calls me and says, your book got banned from Amazon for hate speech. So, so I, 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 the reason why I put it out direct, not on Amazon, is so you can get it and it's not going to be banned. We just ship it to you. Mind you, you can still buy Mind Comp at the time my book was banned for hate speech, Hitler's book. Okay, so second second thing is um, if you go to time2freeamerica.com, you can request tickets. We just sold out Myrtle Beach. Uh, we've got Virginia Beach, just under 1,500 tickets left. Uh, then we've got New York coming up, Rochester and New York. And just so we're clear, I don't take any income uh, or salary from these events. I say this because... I have been successful by the world standards and other businesses, and I just feel like this is the path I'm supposed to be in. And I don't think that a, a, a pastor or an evangelist or someone trying to share the gospel or share the truth or whatever it is, that money needs to be the motive. However, it does cost a lot of money to put these on, so you can just name your price. Whatever you want to pay, I don't care. I'm not going to beat you up or negotiate with you. That's really um, how you do it. You name your price. Yeah. And I, I mean, we have, we have a, the Washington Post is coming to my office all next week because they're going – we, because they kind of have, you know, reporters and investigators and they're going, yeah. we've heard that you let people name their price. How does that work? I said, you guys can come watch. This is fun. So they're going to be here. I mean, so that's the thing. Um, and the third thing I'd call to action is just go to time to freeamerica.com forward slash revelation. Get out, get a little marker going, you know, maybe get a little glass of wine or a water or something, you know, kind of whatever your coffee, maybe you have a coffee. Some people, when they read, they need a coffee. Some people need a, a glass of wine and just get out and go, give your 30 minutes and just go. All right, here we go. We get some classical music going. Look at the first link and go, holy crap, that one is real. Yeah, yeah. And just go through all the patents and then just draw your own conclusion. Connect what, what's that? What's that? Say this one more time. Yeah, time to freeamerica.com forward slash revelation. All right, awesome, awesome. And also, people. Do that, and then also look up Klaus Schwab and read his, his uh, World Economic Forum. And what was his book? The Great, the Great, the Great, the Great Reset, and now the Great Narrative. And just so we're clear, the word history comes from the word history comes from his story, meaning before Christ, after death, BC eighty. He he wants to remove Jesus from history and come up with his own thing called the Great Narrative. It's insanity. It is insanity. All right, Clay. Thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. Have a great night. Bye. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Awesome. awesome. That was a lot. Thank, Thank you, man. People are going to like that. That's, that's, that's different than what we do here. I really appreciate it. All right. Take, Take care. Take care.